Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Athletes Mindset Academy podcast conversations with coaches. Um, this is Coach Allie. I'm here with Coach Amy, and we get to talk this entire month of September about relationships. And man, is this topic amazing because literally our entire life is about relationships, our relationships with ourselves, with other people, with employees, with coworkers, with kids, with time, right? We talked last week about our relationship with time. And so everything around us is really built on relationships. And so I think it's a really fun topic and it's something that we have more control over than we believe. So Amy, if you want to kick us off and kind of just start with like, what, how would you define a relationship? Okay. So two thoughts. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to answer that. My other thought that was just, you know, my tangent thoughts is that just like last month, when we were talking about time, relationships are also a mental construct. And what I, what Ali's saying is how would I define it? You don't have to have another person in person with you to increase or decrease a relationship. Like I have former pets who have passed away and I just think about them and I just have this love for them. And I have former, you know, I actually have a, a really, really um, significant uh, athlete gymnast that I used to coach um, that passed away once she got to college her freshman year. And I feel like my relationship with her has grown. And it's interesting because you think of relationships as, well, do I know that person? Well, how many superstars do you watch on the, the screen that they're like, if only they knew me, we're pretty much, um, we're, we're a pair. We're like, this is my superstar hero, supposed to be significant other in the future. They just don't know it yet because we're building relationships with these people through our mental constructs. So a relationship is all about what do we think about ourselves. What do we think about them? And what do we think they think about us? And the way we think in those terms is either going to increase or decrease a relationship. So just like time, which I love thinking about this, it's 100% within our control to do what we want to do with relationships. So Allie, does that answer that question? Yes, I love that. And I, I do want to throw out there because those three things I think are super important. And people start being like, well, if it's all about like what I think, then what about when somebody is doing something that I don't agree with in a relationship? And, um, I think that I just like to point out at the beginning that boundaries are still a thing. (laughs) You can increase and decrease a relationship with your thoughts about yourself, about them and what you think they believe about you. And that doesn't mean that you don't have boundaries still. That just means you get to make a decision on how you are thinking about them and about yourself and taking control in that way. Amy, do you have anything to add to that? I am so glad that I think that is probably one of the most important things to add at the very beginning, whenever we talk about relationships, because like you said, does that just mean that we let people do whatever they want? Absolutely not. And of all people, Coach Ali understands that we don't let people or things outside of us um, create things that make it so that our life is difficult. There's no, if we don't feel safe, then we are the ones that have to be the assertive ones to go to somebody to help us if, if we're in a space where we cannot do that alone or set our boundaries, just like Ali said, gotta have boundaries in everything that you're doing. And the nice thing about boundaries, nobody really likes to set boundaries because they feel like they're gonna offend somebody or disappoint somebody or make something feel awkward. Who cares? So what? <laughs> because at the end of the day, your confidence level is based on your thoughts about you 
And if you are not showing up for you, then your confidence drops. And it's not that there's no confidence because confidence is there. You're just either unveiling it or hiding it. But we want to make sure everybody who listens to us knows that, like Ali said, everybody should have boundaries. If somebody were to trespass on your property and, and you didn't know them and you'd be you'd want to see what are they doing? What's their intention? Why are they there? Is there some threat? Well, that's the same with boundaries. Is there some threat to your safety, your emotional, your spiritual, your physical, your mental? If there's some threat to that, then you set a boundary. Hey, if this happens, then this is going to happen. Very simple. But it's very clear. And it's one of the most healthy tools that Ali and I can offer is make sure you don't just take this idea of a mental construct of relationships and just assume that we're saying let people do whatever they want. That is absolutely not what we're ever going to say. In fact, most people don't set enough boundaries. And, and we could talk about boundaries sometimes. That's not really what we were going to focus on today. But it <laughs> definitely is. Work. Yes, we are definitely talking about boundaries um, go later in this cool. month. I just wanted to bring it up at the start of like, just <laughs> so you know, we're going to teach you how to set boundaries. And this doesn't mean that it's a free for all now. But let's let's kind of talk about like, how does this mental construct work? Let's say, Coach Amy, you're being a gymnastics coach, and yeah. you have a parent come to you freaking out, thinking that their kid isn't getting as much coaching as the other kids and they're not treating them fairly and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, how, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never had that experience. Just kidding, I had it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so literally um, coaches are like, so my daughter's not getting as much attention. So here's the interesting thing, especially as coaches, we have a tendency, and this is at least from my experience working with coaches, to want to blame the parents for making it hard, making our jobs hard. And here's the truth. It's your thoughts that make your job hard. And we know that from past um, tools that we've taught. But I don't want to dismiss the fact that it's okay to feel like this is frustrating and hard. That's okay. But when you give your power away to a parent and, and think, well, they just don't understand what I'm doing. They don't understand that I'm trying to help the whole team, that I can't just cater to one kid. I don't know what your thoughts are. I'm just telling you thoughts that I've had. So they don't understand the situation and they're just complaining because that's what parents do. We just want to be careful with some of these thoughts because there are thoughts. And our thoughts, you, you want to, we say, give, give equal airtime to both sides. Maybe they have considered that. Maybe the parents are, um, you know, overprotective of their kid. Maybe the parents are somebody who's very vocal. Maybe everything that you're thinking is true. And so what is one of the things I like to think about when I'm thinking of coaches? So what, what if all those things are true? I am kind of catering to one more than, than the other. Or the parent doesn't see what's going on. So what? They don't have to know everything that's going on. Everything a parent says to you is their thoughts about them. And I think that's a really important thing to understand. What you're thinking about them is your thoughts about you and what you're capable of handling. Are you capable of handling somebody questioning what you do and how you do things? If not, then you're going to start getting really agitated and irritated. And you're going to think that the parent is the one causing that irritation. But that's never true because the parent's allowed to say whatever they want just like you. And for me, when parents come up to me, you're just asking, what would you do? When parents come up to me, a lot of times I will totally validate them because when you validate their beliefs, 
If you question their beliefs, they're going to feel a little bit defensive in general. That's what we naturally do. So I like to validate their beliefs and just add to it. And thank you for pointing that out. I'm going to make sure that all the kids feel loved. I'm going to make sure all the kids thrive so that I validate them. And if they, if it's, you know, again, we talk about different specific situations, you just don't understand my situation. But in general, I find that when I validate the parent, they usually calm down. When I tell them, actually, you're not right, they usually get a little bit louder. So I like to validate them in the pieces that I believe are true. Can I find some truth in what they're saying? Most likely we can find some if we're looking for it. And then we can also validate ourselves and say, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. And this is, this is something that I'm working on with them right now, specifically with the whole team, specifically with this one kid. And when your kid needs help on this, I'm going to totally help your kid too. But your kid is amazing. Totally got that skill. I'm letting them, you know, develop it a little bit on their own and build a, whatever it is. I'm just giving you examples. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I've had that uh, similar situation too, where someone was like, every kid that goes up is getting something set like criticism or, you know, productive criticism. Yeah. And and then my kid goes and they're not getting anything. And I'm like, well, your kid's actually doing it right and doing a great job. And I'm just encouraging them in that way. So uh, sometimes just, you know, one, sometimes they have no idea what's going on in the sport. Sometimes they think they know and they don't know. And sometimes they do have some really good knowledge of the sport, but it's just, uh, it's interesting sometimes to like hear their point of view. Cause I could sit there and be like, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing exactly what they're saying but so you're right but this is why and they're like oh <laughs> exactly <laughs> or, oh go ahead Allie I was gonna say or she was also someone who um was kind of a leader in the group she was a little bit older than some of them and so sometimes like I would take a step back to allow that athlete to lead because that's an important thing to learn in athletics right and so just being able to explain that to them like oh I gave your kid less instruction because I thought it was really important for her to learn how to lead the group in this way oh (laughs) and then they feel empowered the parents like that is so great that my kid is so amazing in this way and I'm so glad the coach sees the amazingness new too All, all the parent wants when they're complaining in my view is that they want you to see what they see in their kid They want you to see how great their kid is too. They want to feel like their kid is noticed. So we just notice them. Like Ali said, you just make sure they know, oh, we see your kid. Not only do we see him, but we give them a lot more freedom because they're so responsible, because they're such a great leader, because they work so hard. And so we are on the side, you know, being amazed and they come to us when they need help instead of us micromanaging everything. Those kind of explanations go really far. And I, and I, can't remember the other thought I was going to share, but when you were talking, I was just thinking about parents in general and coaches. And, oh, I know what it was. Think about the model. We always teach about the CTFAR model. When you think about the F line, the feelings line, for those of you who don't remember, please just jump into our free resources. You'll, you'll find the model really quick with what we talk about. But in the feeling line, if you are starting to feel a shift, I always say it's very subtle at first a shift of energy when you're talking with your athlete or talking with your parents in, in where you start feeling yourself, I say, closing off or wanting to just hide or go away from them instead of turning towards them. If you feel like you want to turn away and be like, oh, when can I be done with this conversation? There's some type of, that's an action. That's always coming from a feeling. So if you're feeling something like irritation or annoyance or misunderstanding, you're feeling frustrated, you're never going to respond in a way that's going to calm down a parent or an athlete. 
You're going to respond in a way where they continue to question your motives because you're responding, you're acting in a way that isn't open and sincere and transparent. So they're not sure. We're very, we're all expert human emotion readers, all of us. We kind of sense something's not quite, they're not quite listening to me. And when a parent doesn't feel heard, they're going to be persistent. They're going to get heard. So if you feel yourself wanting to close off, ask yourself why. Why am I irritating myself with my thoughts about this person? Because relationships are about your thoughts about the other person and what you think they're thinking about you, like they're thinking you don't know what you're doing. Nobody wants to think that they don't know what they're doing. And the parents questioning your motives and what you're, so then you start questioning theirs and everything just starts to get a little bit worse. So sometimes we just need a break, a time out. So when I feel myself turning away, it's because I, I need to make sure I don't say anything that's gonna make things worse. But sometimes I can go, wait a second, this isn't a problem. I can explain, like Coach Ali said, why, why I'm doing what I'm doing, or I don't have to explain it. I can just tell them, thank you for the input. I'll consider that. And then I can choose if I want to consider it for two seconds or if I want to consider it for two hours. <laughs> I get to choose what I want to do with information, and you get to choose how you're going to respond. But you respond based on how you feel about that person. So I, just, just for coaches, we, we talk a lot these days about, hey, coaches need to be more respectful. Coaches need to do this. They need to change this way. They, they need to change the atmosphere of the gym. They need to be letting the kids have a little more voice. And coaches are doing a great job. You coaches, you work hard and you want to make sure the kids are, are all successful. Most coaches aren't like, I only want that one successful and I don't want those ones successful. That's just not the way most coaches work. But parents, they want their kid to be noticed. The kids want to be noticed. So if that is the only intention really of parents and kids, how can we make sure they know that we notice their kids without spending hours explaining to the parents why you're right and they're wrong? Because that doesn't get you anywhere. Hopefully that helps a little bit. No, I thought that was really good. And just like um, being aware of like, I think a good way to start seeing this is a lot of times we have maybe a parent or an athlete that feels easier to communicate and work with. And another one that feels a little bit more difficult to communicate with. And um, one, you're never going to have control over what that person does, right? Like you can't control what they say, what they do. You can only control what you think about that. And two, um, being aware of how you show up in those two situations is really interesting because like when I am in a situation where maybe I have a parent where I'm like, Oh, this one's so overbearing. I don't want to deal with this. What I say and how I act is completely different from this other parent that I'm like, Oh, they're so fun. Like they're so understanding, but like, what if I showed up exactly the same to this uh -huh. parent? I didn't want to deal with like, that's what I well, how can we make them in our mind? How can we truly believe that they're kind of fun and they're kind of funny and they're kind of interesting too? Exactly. <laughs> if I could believe that and I showed up the same way, how would my relationship with that parent be different? Mm -hmm. Because typically it's, it doesn't even matter what they're saying. I'm showing up differently mm -hmm. to those two. And that's exactly like proves that you know, that's the mental construct too. And that doesn't mean that they're going to change, right? I, that's why I started at the beginning, but like how you show up and how you interact is going to be different. And I know that like, when I interact, like kind of snippy or mean that I'm like kind of snippy and mean to myself later. Like, like, I can't believe you said that to that person or I get all fired up. Right. Rather than being just like confident with the conversation that I had. Mm -hmm. What would you add on to that? 
Well, I just love the, the thought that you said snippy and mean, because a lot of times we're thinking that the parents are the ones that are being kind of snippy and mean and un unkind. And so, and then we mirror that. Watch when you start mirroring what you see them doing. Because mm -hmm. if you can notice that in yourself, we all do it. It's a natural tendency. When somebody's upset, we want to be upset. We want to make sure they know that it's not okay for them to be upset. And we're going to be upset letting them know that they shouldn't be upset. So when you notice that you're mirroring <laughs> their emotions, if you can notice it, it's almost like a joke to me where I'm like, wait a second, why do I think it's important to match what they're doing and feeling and saying and doing? Because that is not the best version of us. And we can be the best version of us and let them be upset. Did you know that's possible? <laughs> you can be a happy person, which may make them more upset, but that has nothing to do with them. It's just because you're a happy person. You can be a compassionate, curious, kind person and let them be whatever they want to be. And when you can separate and not mirror the emotions of the coaches, you'll find that just like we're saying, your relationship with those parents, with those athletes, with yourself, which is the most important relationship, increases. And that's what confidence is, is what is your thoughts about you at any given moment? Are you responding in a way from a feeling that's productive and useful and kind and loving and compassionate and understanding because that's the kind of person you are. So when you find yourself mirroring somebody else's emotion, maybe use that as a red flag. If, I mean, usually we don't notice it till after for a little bit, but when you can start noticing that, it's really kind of funny because you'll be like, wait a second, what am I doing here? This is like, you know, kids in a sandbox throwing sand at each other. So, and it hurts to have, sand thrown in your eyes and so you want to throw it back well it doesn't really help anybody so <laughs> so maybe just notice that as coaches we all do it it's human nature but when you notice it you'll usually kind of stop for a second and go wait this isn't the person that I want to be and it's certainly it's the curiosity feeling like is this really how I want to continue acting is it what I'm seeing the parent or the kid acting like no we don't want the parents and the kids to act like us when we're grumpy and upset too because that just makes things worse too you know, like get on that bar, got to get this done. And the kid's like, I don't want to get on the bar. Well, then we have two stubborn people. Nothing's getting anywhere. Right. So anyways, that's all I would add to it is, is we're going to talk a lot this month about relationships and how there essentially is an I in team. You guys, that's one of my favorite thoughts is people are like, there's no I in team. I'm all, what if there was Because <laughs> you, if you want to be an asset to a team, you've got to know what your thoughts are about you. If you want to be beneficial to a team, you got to know where you are with you. That to me is the most important thing. And if you don't know where you are, then your production for the team, your results for the team are going to be very inconsistent. Nobody's going to know what to expect because we don't even know, you don't even know what to expect. So there is an I in team is one of those little phrases. I'm like, you know what, let's kind of, there's an I team, like a, you know, like iPod. We've got an I team going on. <laughs> iPad, iPod, iPhone, and an I team. The yeah. I it's the most important piece of the puzzle for you to be able to be a great asset to a team. Figure out your thoughts about you and then your thoughts about them and their thoughts about you will seem a little less significant. So that's, that's what I got for you. Yeah, you guys, I cannot wait to keep talking about relationships because there are so many different ways that we can go helping your athletes when they're struggling with relationships, um, being able to help your relationships with parents and with athletes and um, just build the team culture that you're really looking for. So, and setting boundaries, 
I promise we'll get to that one too, but it is going to be a super fun month. And this is one to definitely keep following along, follow on our social media. We post our podcasts um, along with similar topics that we have posting every day on our social media. So we're super excited and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.